Yeah, no, we, we're talking. We're talking? Yeah. I could speak. Yeah? I could speak today. Fuck it. I don't want an intro. Mr. Gorbachev. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Mr. Gorbachev. Turn up this podcast. I'm in this for the money and the pussy, and they're both falling off the trees. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 95 of the Reasonable Dale podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Eripsy Grip and Jay Money. Are you losing the jiggity, Jay? Jiggity, Jay Money. There we go. There. How you doing? Uh, episode 95. I, I. 95 on your FM dial. It's 94. This is 95. No, it is 95. I just wrote 94 twice. My bad. All right. Is it 95? It's 95, yeah. Okay, hold up. I've got I got one note for today because we've committed to more to off the cuff. last notes, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I'm excited. Bow Hunt. Get that feeling. Proudly sponsored by Bow, Bow Hunt. Hunt. I got this at a vintage clothing store. Upper Michigan. Dude, right? The tip of the fingers. I think it's the Upper Michigan Conservation service that's pretty cool and like this is a shirt they put out and i was like yeah this is sick shirt upper michigan's pretty cool it is dope it's uh it's pretty pretty much canada oh man oh, oh no uh if you're listening with just audio christian spilled coffee on his arm it wasn't that bad of a it spill. was like a dollop of coffee this <laughs> coffee's shot out fuck boy Ah, oh, what's been going on with you? How you doing? Dude, I'm doing good. So, yeah. Oh, right into it. I mean, yeah. All right. Get I after it, Fuck, I know how you're doing. I see you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're after it. We're yeah. going. Yeah. We've got um, business to talk I watched about. Miss Congeniality last night. What's that? Yeah, you've never watched that, eh? No. Me neither. You got ripped last night, too. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Um, so I watched Miss Congeniality, so I'm talking to the lady, and I was like, lady, I was like, yeah, you pick a movie, and she's like, I want to watch something serious, I'm like, well, put on, so, like, put on, like, a legit movie, like an Oscar-winning movie or something, yeah? Yeah, I love that feeling, I get that all the You're time, like, let's put on I'll some watch, fucking like, shit movies for two weeks, and I'm like, I want to watch something that, like, won an award yeah. with, like, actors I can name. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. <laughs> you know what so I, want? I was like, you know what? Just put it on. Let's fucking do this. Mm. And uh, she picked Miss Congeniality. Okay. Um, it's none of the things that she previously specified. It wasn't serious? No. It wasn't good? It's great. It's not. Okay. I like it. I mean, all movies are great when you're high. No, this is pretty good. Okay. It's fucking hilarious. What's the premise? Walk me through it. It's, she's a cop that goes undercover as a pageant contestant because there's a terrorist attack on a pageant. Oh, hell yeah. So, do you know about pageants? Like beauty pageants? Like, yeah. Like for kids or for adults? For adults. Okay. Like the adult ones are like scholarships. They get like full ride scholarships. Yeah, like the Miss America shit? That's exactly what it is. Like Miss USA. Yeah, yeah. That so that's a fucking yeah, I yeah. I didn't know that this is a worldwide thing that's big. Yeah, and then there's like Miss Universe. Yeah, there's what? Like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Which is a little presumptuous for us. 
you know, all of the contestants are from Earth and we just go Miss Universe. Like, no, yeah, there's no hot alien babes. Well, no, there's, there's, it's got to be the same as bodybuilding. Because bodybuilding has, like, um. Was it, it Mr. Olympia? There's mess, Mr. Universe and yeah. Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Which is, like, you're also, I'm stronger than the gods. I bet Thor could outbench. Yeah, for sure. Or, like, fucking Zeus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Thor, yeah I don't Thor's know. No, that's not Olympic. Zeus is Olympic. Zeus is Olympic. Yeah, he's probably Olympic. shredded. Yeah. N- like, completely na- completely natural, too. Oh, obviously. Obviously. And strong as fuck. And strong as fuck. But, fuck. yeah, no, it was so weird. So, it is... I guess it holds true, because you're seeing, like, actual... Like, they use actual Miss USA. Yeah. As the background. So, like, there's all these little cameos of, like, actual pageant like, yeah. shit going on. And Sandra Bullock's just in this. Oh, it's a Sandra Bullock <laughs> yeah. movie. Okay. Yeah. Looking so hot you're as locked fuck. in. Oh yeah, I was paying attention. <laughs> you're watching the movie sitting up. Yeah, like like hands on the knees. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> so You ever watch a movie with your girl and there's like a super hot actress in it and there's like a sex scene and you're like you have to gauge how much attention you can pay to it? You know what I mean? Like, you start scrolling your phone a little bit. Like, put it down. Yeah. The second you, like, watch it for more than four seconds, your girl's just like... What are you doing? What Nothing. you doing? They're funny. Nothing. Yeah. You, you really like this movie, huh? <laughs> yes, Sydney Sweeney's getting piped down. Like, I'm going to watch. Dude, so... Sorry, continue about the movie. Do you know about, pa- like, how weird pageants are? Like They're, they're weird. Like- because there's a talent portion, too. Yeah, and there's multiple days of them doing these talents. Yeah. And, like, it getting progressively more intense with the talents. Yeah. And, like, baton is still a big thing where they twirl batons. And they, it's impressive. It you is. You try to twirl a baton. It is, but it's such a peculiar... It literally just represents super affluent families. Oh, yeah. That's all Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no poor people in the Miss USA. No. No, like these are incredibly affluent families. There's, there's a lot of the times are dumb as rocks, though. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Well, they- well so that's what I was saying, and, and I was informed that uh, my my lady has a very like morbid interest in pageants. Really? Yes. Like she kind of knows what's happening with them. Uh, is she interested in being in one? No. She okay. has, like, a morbid curiosity with it. Okay. And she's, like, most of them are, like, she's, like, they're dumb to, like, world knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, like, like they're definitely kind of dumb, but she's, like, they're highly educated. Yeah, yeah, they're all, like, Harvard and Yeah, Yale she's, like, and, they're, like, yeah. they're... Berkeley. Like, book smart. She's, like, they're very book smart, but they're just dumb, like, life. They have no fucking... Because they're yeah. super affluent, right? They, well, because there's, like, question periods in pageants, right? Where they're, like, well, how would you solve the problems in the Middle East? Yeah, and they'll give you and a they'll be fucking like, textbook, like... Or it'll... There's a really famous one at a Miss USA where the girl's got no clue what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I would just like for peace and for the Iraqs and such. And and she just rambles on like that for like 10 minutes and finishes up. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Put the swimsuit on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get hot. <coughs> All right, now it's time for you to be hot. Yeah. Because that was something. It's brutal. So the stuff they're doing, because you see this like really inside look of like, like the one guy who helped Sandra Bullock, but it's very believable. Like I could see that this is a thing where he's like, I'm a famous like pageant trainer. Like he trains girls to win pageants. And he's like, I've never had someone lose a pageant. Like he had, he goes, the only one one that I've had lose a pageant was a deaf mute. (laughs) And like, that's hilarious, right? The movie's fucking like, I died laughing repeatedly. Yeah, he goes, that's my only one who was running. Well, they just like ask her a question and she just stands there. (laughs) No. I'm representing Arkansas. No, she's a mute. She's a, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's just sounds, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't I really, mean, this is pure ignorance. I have no idea what No one's going to be mad here. because deaf people can't listen to podcasts. So. <laughs> They're all right. <laughs> so... I'm watching this and I'm like, dude, there's totally people like that. I know there's people like that because there's people like, and like he's insulted that she doesn't know his fame and stature. Yeah. She's like, I've never fucking heard of you. But I know that this has got to be real because there's a lot of people like that in the restaurant industry. What do you mean? People who are like, you don't know who I am. Oh, And it's like, no, who the fuck are you? And they're like, I have half a star. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> like super accomplished in their field. Yeah, but if you don't know the field that well, then you're like, I have no idea. Yeah, it's like you're the fucking you're the Gene Simmons of auto insurance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If you're in it, you know that. Yeah, like all the underwriters know about this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker closed the deal on two boats. <laughs> uninsurable. In four minutes that were uninsurable. Four minutes without even talking to the guy. <laughs> yeah. He closed it by fax. <laughs> like fucking, they have like their version of Bourdain. Yeah. Like they're just reading it at home, but it's all about like, <laughs> it's my bo- like botany. Yeah. <laughs> like, I treat my body like a hibiscus. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's got, it, there's gotta be, it made me think like there's gotta be shit like that in every field. Oh, there totally is. Because I've caught myself doing it because of my like small obsession with chefs where I'll talk to someone who doesn't know. Well, there's there's people that break out like Bourdain and Ramsey and stuff. They broke out. And they're in the mainstream. Yeah, but people will be like, oh yeah, Ramsey. Oh, he's the greatest. I'm like, eh, he's good. He's a solid, he has the, he was the youngest chef to ever earn a Michelin star. And does he not have the most? No. No? No. He has a lot. He has like 12, but he doesn't have the most. Okay. There is, there's some people who have attained a stupid amount of Michelin stars. Okay. Like 20s and 30s. But they're just not television personalities. Yeah. You just only know of them if you're in the know. Mm-hmm. But like I was talking with, uh, with our friend, I guess we can say his name. I was right. talking with Chef Chef Ben. Okay. About You're just completely dropping the the no names. No, thing. I'll drop. I'll, I'll use Brian when it's appropriate. Okay, when it's some appro- people are worth a call out, such as famous chefs that we know. Chef Ben. Chef I know ben. Chef Ben. I uh, so, spent six months in the trenches with Chef Ben. You did. Let me tell yeah. you, dirty, dirty, dirty. dog. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about Grant Ackett's. Yeah. From. Uh, 
Alia, I think it's called Alia. It's a restaurant in Chicago. Yeah, and it's fucking was a big advancement for American cuisine. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about that. And there was someone else I mentioned, like Pierre Gagnar or something. Like one Wolfgang of these, Puck. Yeah, like one of these French <laughs> chefs, The right? fucking worst Wolfgang yeah. Puck. And, uh, oh, Jacques Pepin. Okay. So I'm talking, and, like, he knows everyone I'm talking about. And then I was talking to a buddy, and I'm like, Jacques Pepin. And they're like, I don't know who the fuck Jacques Pepin is. I'm like, Jacques Pepin, like... The dean of the Culinary Institute of America, also famous French chef, like who mm. edited La Rousse Gastronomique, and they're like, I don't know what you're the, talking the about. And I'm like, second he's co- the shit, dude. <laughs> the don't second coolest CIA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. I mean, there's there's gotta be right. There's like gotta be like shit. Yeah. There's gotta be like the Marco Pierre White of auto of, mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where it's like he, he can do anything. He can do anything. He like hand tightens lug nuts to the perfect torque. <laughs> 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 and he's just got like YouTube videos talking about like torque bars being cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just pump this shit. And then there's some 18-year-old asshole mechanic apprentice that tries to do that. Yeah. Because he's like, that's how the greats do it. Like, shut the fuck up. You're never going to be there. (laughs) It is. I think what it is is there's a point, and and I love the trades. I love the trades. But there is a point. A lot of trades I don't think can become, can get into those. No. It's hard. Mechanics, there's a lot of artistry, and I think that's what defines it. Well, then there's the also amount of like, art there's like NASCAR and there's like racing. Yeah. Which like gets you in front of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I, like you're the crew it's chief. It's that, for but then you Kyle also Bush. have like, well, look at like all these shows like West Coast Customs or whatever, where it's like their yeah. thing is to make these really extravagant cars. Mm-hmm. And what I was thinking was it's got to be the artistry. That, like, when you're able to break from the norm and create a piece of art. Well, it's the artistry, and you also have to have the personality for it. Yeah. You have to be charismatic and stuff. And usually, the people that are, like, autistically good at certain things, that they can break molds and be that artistic, are not, like, television personalities. Yeah, they're (laughs) great, but they're... They're great, but they spend 16 hours a day just watching Doferman. Dude, I said this about chefs that I was like, man... Like, I oogle at these chefs mm-hmm. and so many of them. But then I was like, you got to think, if you sat down for a conversation with, like, say, Grant Ackett's, I would be like, you're an intolerable asshole. Yeah, there's, <laughs> like, like, there's one topic you could talk about, and he knows way more about it than you do. Yeah, and he, so. <laughs> he's got these, like, crazy ideas of that are, like, mind-boggling. Mm, that's why Bourdain you know? was so... Because he was very relatable. Because it was approachable. Yeah. And, and he, also... he, well, he boasted that he was like, I've never done anything that great. Yeah. He was just like, I'm an alcoholic fry cook. Yeah. He was like, I've, yeah, I've been a fucking, I've been like a run of the mill chef my whole life. He was just artistic in writing. Yeah. His writing was good. Yeah. That was, was a phenomenal. Maybe writer. that's the thing too, is like, you got to have another. Maybe that is like the having the television personality and the have... charisma. You have to have supporting skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't just be like, the LeBron James of HVAC. You got to write a book about it. Yeah, because even LeBron, like, he's not that charismatic to listen to him in interviews. No. But he's amazing. Did you hear that? I I think it was this year, that interview with him, where he found out his head coach was younger than he was. 
Oh, really? What <laughs> yeah. did he say? They're like, how do you feel knowing your new head coach is younger than you are? And he's like, he is? And they're like, yeah. And he goes, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. LeBron's like 39. Yeah, 38, I think. He yeah. turned 39, yeah. And he's still fucking going. You gotta Dude. respect that a bit. I give him a lot of respect. He's had one of the... Like, if you were to measure athletes... Um, if you measure athletes' statistics and, like, player performance... You'll make like basically a bell curve for every athlete ever. Mm -hmm. His peak has held longer than any other athlete in history. Mm -hmm. Like of any sport. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, is he still at his peak or is he on his decline? He's declined by like a few percentile. Yeah? Yeah. The league has improved. In, oh, okay. In his career, the average of the league has improved, which there. is a crazy statement to his career. Yeah. Like he's they're responding he's, to him. He's brought up the overall the quality of players. It was the same thing that happened with Jordan. Yeah. Well that's that's like just Jordan a thing also in had a very long peak, but mm -hmm. not as long as LeBron, but his peak was higher. That's the thing with sports though, is like when you're that good yeah. for that long, the league responds to they you. have to the be the sport yeah. changes around you. Dude, watch if you watch like an old Michael Jordan clip. Mm-hmm. It it's like watching a player from nowadays go back and play and like fucking but just like an average player now. Yeah, because they he's just like like stealing the ball. He does it like Jordan does it constantly. Yeah, just steals all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, how? Well, he's just faster. He's just faster. He trains harder. Yeah. He's faster response. He's a little more ballsy. He takes a little bit more risk. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas like they were all trying to like, okay, this is how you make the play. And he's like, I'm going to take the fucking ball from you. <laughs> That's like his his goal, right? Is yeah. I want the ball. I love watching old basketball. It oh, looks yeah. so goofy. Dude, it is. <laughs> watching a fucking like two-hand bounce pass. <laughs> That's how I play basketball. Yeah, it's like you that shit you rarely see. If you see that, if you see that now, the only people who still do that's like LeBron and fucking Jokic. Who because they're so accurate with their peripheral that it's mind fucking. Because they'll be there and they'll be like this, and it looks like they're gonna shove a pass. And so the guy'll kind of guard off to this side, and they're like, and someone runs over and they just go. And they bounce a pass over, and you're like, you just did a two-handed bounce pass <laughs> misdirection, you psycho. <laughs> like, is this 1950? Yeah, <laughs> like, it feels like, fuck it, I feel represented when I watch that. Yeah. Like, I would do some shit like that. I try it. I behind the back pass all the time. My cousin hates it because it's very inaccurate. <laughs> you just fucking... <laughs> yeah, I'm usually off by, like, sometimes I'm bang on. But often I'm off by I three to four feet. I will give all NBA players credit because if I got fucking stuffed or if I got dunked on and they hung nuts in my face, how do you not cry? Dude. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like in front of a stadium you just of get, people? You just get dunked on in front of like 30,000 people. He's hanging nuts in your face. He's oh, I'm sorry, he's like, boom. <laughs> and you're like, you're like oh, oh, no. Yeah, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> just like walk back to the bench like i think foul right i was playing it he fouled me <laughs> or like what you get like a free throw and air ball it like that's career it's over 
like airball a free throw on an away game. Yeah. Oh. But they'll do it and like and then come back and dong. Yeah, yeah, I know. And just like high five the teammate. Like no problem. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean no problem? Because they're just thirty fucking sick bastards. You got thirty thousand people calling you names. <laughs> One person calls me a name. I'm fucked for a week. I don't have the confidence for that. I don't have the confidence <laughs> at all. Yeah, that's why we stay in restaurants. Or you ever see the people or like when they're like wide open and they go for a dunk and just like bang it off the rim oh and fuck it <laughs> fuck it you're uh, like dude how do you not kill yourself yeah how do you not go so embarrassed and sweat in the corner in the in your underwear with a gun in your mouth you just know? like <sighs> just like twitter auto scrolling on your phone just yeah. clips of you doing that yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus just the fucking I don't know. Maybe it just happens, maybe like the first few times, and you're really sad, but then you get over it, and then by like the I think that's what time, it is. Is they're so good. What we don't understand <laughs> is they're so fucking good. Yeah, it's not like this isn't a biff for them. You know, they're like, oh, I'm the greatest. That's why I'm here. I'm the best. Yeah, I'm in the top 150 basketball players in the world. Yeah, and that's how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and I fucked best. up one time. Yeah, who cares? Who gives a fuck? I yeah. dropped like 30 points yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I've had a wicked season. Like, they look at it from a different perspective, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I could never have the, never have the pro athlete. It's also got to be much easier when you're making millions of dollars. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's like don't give a fuck money. Yeah. That's like don't have a phone money because you've yeah. got someone to handle yeah, that Yeah, it's for funny. You. Rich people say that billion is where they're like, fuck you money. No. But I'm like, man, if I had one million, that's fuck you money. $25,000, I'd tell like six people to fuck off <laughs> right away. <laughs> Can like, you imagine if having you gave 25 me grand? for two years? Fuck Yo, you. Fuck you. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm a fucking king. I don't even have to pay rent. I'm retiring on this, fools. <laughs> Dude, just poor people shit. Just poor people shit. Fuck you, money being in the five figures. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. Brutal. I knew a guy who got like low five figures. Oh, I, is this your friend? Yeah, he's buddy. Yeah, yeah. He got low five figures and uh, changed his life. Yeah, yeah, substantially. Like he came in with a different attitude, and I was like, "Got like twenty grand. Like this isn't like move to Fiji money." It is. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) "My life different. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't know this unless you got your money up." Y'all know what it's like. um, like, I don't think he did his taxes for a few years, and he was owed money every year. I think that's what it was. I think that's how he got the money. So when he finally did his taxes after like nine years, they were like, oh, yeah, we owe you all this. And he was like, I'm on a different grind set. (laughs) You guys don't know how to stack paper. I've been working minimum wage (laughs) for 10 years, and the government said, I appreciate your service. Like posting a money spread of fives. <laughs> like I move different. That's why you don't see me. That's like fucking. That's like midnight McDonald's manager. Don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence, bro? <laughs> move in silence like a real G. I'm eating Noki. Oh man, that's like McDonald's manager vibes. 
Yeah, that right. is. I mean, they think like they posting are on their shit. Snapchat and shit. Like, got to raise twenty six bucks an hour. Y'all are partying tonight. What am I doing? I'm on my fucking grind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on my grind. Twenty six bucks an hour. I run two restaurants. Yeah, fuck you, mean. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. One of them's in a Walmart, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like one and a half McDonald's. <laughs> I know. It's always like they're always. The second you make over 20 bucks an hour, you're a lifestyle guru. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you guys will learn when you grow up a bit. Grow up. <laughs> grow up put, a bit. Grind. Put in the work. I see you Saturday morning. You're hungover. I'm back on my grind. I'm, I'm back on my... It's yeah. like, dude, you have Wednesday off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a flex. <laughs> Man, I remember when I got when I got like pushed over 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, sick. I'm making over twenty bucks an hour," and I was like, "Yo, it's gonna change my life." No, you just, and you're I, just not as broke, dude. I was like, "Wow, okay, I'm, I'm almost breaking even." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's okay. This is my thing with finances. Sometimes, yeah, I think we give credit cards out to people far too young. We don't educate people. Unlike credit cards and what it take means to take debt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, because there, uh, there is a fucking, there is a national implication in you acquiring debt that yeah. that people don't understand. I wish people had like more responsibility of when you take debt, when you take debt on a credit card, you're actually hurting our economy. Yeah, and you're hurting yourself. Like twenty percent interest is not to be fucked with. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and but, people don't know too, like. When it's charged, what it's charged on, you know, it's not just your balance at the end of the month. It's all your purchases if you yeah. carry a balance. But I know almost everybody I've talked to in their early 20s had to, like, dig themselves out of some serious debt. Yeah. Or they're still just in serious debt. Yeah. Right? But I remember when I got myself out of, like, some debt and then I had, like, three paychecks in a row where I was, like, putting money in a savings account. Yeah. And I was like, I should start financial advice. Let's start telling yeah, people like, how to wow, fucking do at, this shit. Crazy <laughs> shit with my life. Dude, it is. You're like, you, you guys don't even fucking know. Man, it is crazy. Like, like, okay, if I do, I don't know if I should say this on here. What? If I do some work that makes me a couple grand on the side. No, the the CRA is not listening. True. You're fine. Okay. Christian's tax. If I do work that makes me a couple grand on the side, mm -hmm. that's fun money. I get, yeah, that, and I'll get it and be like, okay, I should like put this somewhere smart. And I realize that I, I've done it a bunch of times and it like goes well for me. But then I'll talk to people and they're like, you got a check for two grand? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, 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 like two grand profit. And they're like, that would change my life. And I'm like, Two thousand dollars, like it's, it our, is though. Our economic situation in Canada, when you stop and look at like people's financial situation nationally, it's horrendous. I think over half of people are like two paychecks away, like two missed checks from away from just like being completely fucked. Yeah, yeah, from pure homelessness, which is like. Yeah, not just like, ooh, we got to dip into savings, but no, like... Like you have no more money. You can't pay rent anymore. You're going to get evicted. Yeah. It's like, it's close. It's and like, to be honest, when you're paying interest on, like, say you got $2,000 worth of credit card debt that you're yeah. holding on to, every month that's 400 bucks of interest. 
That's fucked. Right? So $2,000 to wipe that out, that's 400 bucks a month, a month less that you're paying. Yeah. It is significantly... It's a lot of money, man. That is life-changing. When, when people... You got to think when people aren't... When people aren't making that much money, mm-hmm. which happens, mm-hmm. like, man, I... I gotta say, I don't know that many people that make like over eighty grand a year. No, no, me neither. I know, like a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it's a different lifestyle. Yeah, There's they're so chilling. much less stressed. They're chilling all the time. What kills me though is I'll know people who have like twenty grand in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Like they're fucked, and then they work and work and work, and they're just fucked. They're fucked financially. Yeah. And they'll land one job where they make a hundred grand and they're out of debt in like a year. Yeah. And it's like, what? And they're like, oh yeah, well, I just put away like 20% of my paycheck because it's fucking huge. Yeah. And I dug myself out of debt in six months. Yeah. They're making like five grand in like, two weeks. And it's like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. I can't fathom that. That's mind boggling. Yeah. When you hit that, like, everyone likes to think that they're middle class. Yeah. Right. Because that's like a sweet spot to be. There's no shame in being middle class, but then it's also a little tougher than being yeah. upper class. So everyone likes to think that they're middle class. Chances are you're like, if, if you're within 20 grand a year of the poverty line, you're lower. Yeah, you're lower class. You're lower class. What is the poverty line? Poverty line is eleven to $20,000 a year in 11 there. 11 is unlivable. You wouldn't survive. Yeah. You couldn't pay rent on eleven grand a year. Not without three roommates. I don't even think you could do that. Have you seen how much a room goes for now? Eight mm-hmm. hundred. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like that's insane. I think like You'd twenty thousand noodles. Twenty thousand a year is like the poverty line. That's fucked. And if I think if you make like fifty k a year or less, you're like, what's the class? poverty line in Canada? Yeah, it's good to know. It's gonna be something way higher. Something like twenty eight. Um, official poverty line. Ah, so there's a lot of talk. It's 20,400. Yes. But a lot of people say that that's low and it should be 26. I mean, like a now, lot of economists are like, that's not your poverty line. You're wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because 20, yeah. 26, $24,000 a year is 500 a week. Like two grand a month. Take, but not that's not take home. That's before tax. Yes. That's the thing is people who make that little, they still get taxed at like Up 20%. to the first like 12 grand. Yeah. That's fucked. I think your first 12 grand you pay zero taxes on. Okay. And then after that, it starts implementing. A lot of people don't understand how tax brackets work either. Yeah. Ta- they it's don't like, well, know. I'm not taking a raise because I'll make less money. So it's like, like you'll make more money. <laughs> you'll make more money. That's not how it works. Yeah. When I used to hear that shit when I worked in a factory, I'd be like, yo, you guys are insane. I swear to God, someone in management is telling them this. Yeah. To like get them to, to not ask down. for raises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, want it's it. ridiculously dumb. It's like, nah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You but, don't want to raise. And then for some reason, people are like, you're right. I should make less money. <laughs> why would i make so much that's insane uh, i wanted to run by just to switch topics here i wanted to run by a type of person to you and i want to i want you to tell me if you've met these type of people okay the type of people that are like oh i have a headache or like oh my fucking shoulder's killing me and you're like i got some advil you want some advil and they're like no no i don't take that stuff dude i don't i don't want to put that kind of stuff in my body but you saw them rip molly like two weeks ago dude that shit 
is infuriating. <laughs> that like, I, dude, I don't touch acetaminophen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll help. That'll that'll get that'll get you there. Yeah, it's like, bro, are you retarded? Like, <laughs> have you met this type of person? Are they more common than we think? Way. You want to see him? Trades. Ah, it's like I don't put that garbage in my body and then drink twenty four beers. <laughs> yeah, they'll have twenty four <laughs> fucking Labatt crystals. <laughs> I'm like, you want to talk Calling about garbage? Someone specific? <laughs> <laughs> the, Not our friend. Not our friend, no. No, he, the, will, he will take an ass. The blue-collar alcoholism is actually, like, it's a bit commendable. Dude, it's heavy. You know what I mean? To be able to put back over 20 beers every single night and survive off nothing but Monster and, like, taquitos. Yeah. Like yeah, and like Seven Eleven fucking burritos, and they're the strongest motherfuckers, and they're so thin. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's the two types of like workplace alcoholic. There's the really fat guy. Yeah. Because he's eating. Yeah. And he drinking. Eats. Yeah. He eats. He's not fully. Yeah. He's not all the way gone yet. And then there's the really strong skinny guy. Yeah. Who's not eating anymore? <laughs> it doesn't eat. They just have beer, and it's like, how do you recover muscle? Like, because it doesn't make sense on a physiologic level their bones are doing all the work <laughs> yeah it's like yeah you're like you should like your muscle fibers shouldn't be able to recover from no. your nutrient intake and their their livers just look like a catcher's mitt yeah <laughs> just fucking it's brutal beat. yeah like that's brutal dude i know it's like funny to joke about but it's but a it, little it's, sad it's very sad and there's a lot of them those guys always have kids too yeah and there's always fuck loads of them but, Way too many kids. Dude, I will say, like, I I don't understand it at all. I'm a huge proponent of, like, fucking... There's, like, people... like The people that are like, I won't take supplements. Why? Because I, I don't I need to put that in my body. I have a healthy, balanced diet. I'm like, shut the fuck I up. I saw you I watch eat a McDouble. You, yeah, I watch <laughs> you eat a McDouble. That's not a healthy, balanced diet. Do you know what what's required to have a healthy, balanced diet? You have to eat such a fucking redonkulous menu of food. Yeah. It would take so much money to be like, to be able to satisfy your actual micronutrient intake like that you actually need. Yeah. Via food only. Like supplementation, I'm all for it, man. I'm like, fuck that. Plus like, I take, I take more pills in the morning. I take more pills in the morning than a fucking like 80 year old diabetic. I think it's brutal. I take a fucking catcher's mitt full of got that giant fish oil, pills. dude. Tons, tons of fish oil. Got those take, omega threes. Okay, here's what I take in the morning. Yeah, I'll let you real quick. Codeine, <laughs> Percocet, <laughs> Viagra, and Cialis. Just to first make thing. Sure. First thing in the morning. First thing. I want to have a three hour jerk sesh in the in the shower. No. Okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, so I have a multivitamin. Heroin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do a line I don't inject. <laughs> yeah, he's not an addict. Guys. <laughs> you only have a problem when you're shooting it. You're like half your teeth. <laughs> Sorry, continue your your pill regimen. All right, so I take I take like zinc, magnesium, D3, biotin. Uh, I take uh, multivitamin. And then I take um, omega three. I usually try to get krill oil because, uh, like, the smaller stuff is better. 
it's cleaner, less mm-hmm. mercury. Mm-hmm. And I also take berberine, Tonkat Ali. Now you're just um, naming boxers. Saw, saw palmetto. You, now you're just naming boxers. No, those, they're herbs and stuff. I take little supplements. And then I take collagen. And I think that might... Be, oh, and I take milk thistle every day. I'll, all I'm saying is for over-the-counter medications like Advil's and things, yeah. I trust the FDA on this. Do you? Yes. Do you know at, that Advil still deemed an experimental drug? Yeah. Which is crazy, like, because there's too many variants that they don't understand. Yeah, and plus, over-the-counter pain medications like non-steroid anti-inflammatories, which is what Advil and Tylenol are, yeah. are not great for you. Specifically, Wait, your what liver. did you call them? Non-steroid anti-inflammatories. No, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Yeah, that's what I meant. Steroidal. Sorry. Yes, I misspoke. They're not good for you for your liver. Yeah, specifically Tylenol, like acetaminophen. Yeah, it's rough on the liver. In Europe, you just can't buy it. Really? Yeah, because the health risk is too large. They're like, we're not selling it, and it's like prescription only. I take Tylenol every time I'm hungover. Which you're really not supposed to do. Yeah. Because your, your two, liver's already on round I take 10. Two extra strength Tylenol and two extra strength Advil. No water. Just spit. <laughs> you know, I have done it multiple times. Well, that's not good for you. Yeah, because I do it because I can't, if I can't keep it down, like if I'm real hungover, mm-hmm. I'll like just throw it in there and then I let it get to work. And once it's working, then I start drinking a bunch of water. Well, I think in the morning when you're hungover is not too bad. What you're really not supposed to do is Tylenol when you're going to bed. Oh, like I do when that all when your time. liver's still in the midst, I do that all the time. Yeah, you shouldn't. I do it so that I wake up feeling fresh. I really try to avoid taking them if it's just like a mild inconvenience. Okay, so you're one of these douchebags. No, no, no. I trust them, <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to guzzle Advil every time I've got a hangover because I hate myself. I will. Okay, I will. And you know what? This hangover is my fault. I'm not taking the easy way. I will say I uh, I used to I used to take Advil like almost daily. You had an addiction. Yeah, to Advil I did. liquid gels. I, I remember. I did. Yeah, Advil extra strength liquid gels. The that's, little blue guys. I watched you pop them every day. Yeah, that's no joke. I used to eat them every day. Yeah, I would just whether wake up you and, were hurting or not. Uh, yeah, I'd wake up and take them. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't realize that it's really bad for you. Yeah, because I was like, oh, it just makes me feel better, and I don't feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. They'll give you ulcers too. Yeah. Someone was like, dude, you can get stomach ulcers. Like, there's a lot of risk from that. It's fucking hard on your body. Because what's the strength of an extra strength liquid gel? Like, how many milligrams? The the clear ones, which are the ones that I took. The clear yellow ones? They're like yellowy clear. Yeah. Yeah. Because the blue ones are like 100 milligrams. The clear ones, I think, are two or 400 milligrams a piece. So I know a guy that took two 800s every day. Yeah. The like not liquid ones, the big chalky bastards. Yeah. He that took you get like a prescription. Yeah, he took two of those every single day, and yeah. got wicked stomach ulcers, and had to stop smoking, drinking, and drinking coffee. Yeah, you get a massive issue. Yeah, which is like I'd never want that. Yeah, smoking, drinking, and coffee—that's like fucking all I got. It's my favorite shit ever. My aunt, my aunt had. My cousins are gonna correct me on this. I'm sure. Okay, that's fine. But. I'm pretty sure she had some issue going on and her doctor was like, yeah, just take Advil every day. And she was taking Advil every day for pain mm-hmm. and got stomach ulcers. 
and then was like, what the fuck? And they were like, well, you can't take that many. <laughs> She's like, I'm in pain. That was the discussion. You know what else hurts? What? Stomach ulcers. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a motherfucker. Yeah, br- rough time, man. Yeah. Because it's leaking stomach acid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, into your stomach wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's not That's good. Fucked. What else you got for this week? What else What else we got going? Well, I had a bunch of stuff. Okay. Not a bunch, but I had some things. Some jumping off points? Um. Hold up. Okay. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I got to do this here. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. What are you doing? Hold on. Hold on. Hello? Yeah. Hey. Okay. Here. It's for... It's Josh. Josh. Yeah. So say happy say happy birthday to Candace. Happy birthday, Candace. Candace dick fit in your mouth. <laughs> who'd you who'd you call? you happy oh. i'm glad you're happy chris because that that sucked oh <laughs> god that was amazing I was how that far the podcast has fallen oh that was fucking phenomenal i'll get you for that I'll get, maybe not today but i'll get you for that um i will say one thing i was thinking about the other day mm-hmm. is staying in contact with friends it's fucking tough it is. Well, you have 8,000 friends. That's your problem. Yeah. You you know why we were talking about astro- astrology the one time and you were like out here? You yeah. need to like bring it back in, the, just the things that serve you. You know what I'm I mean? watching your hands in the camera. You're out here and you got all your friends. It's a fun party time. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. It's not sustainable. You got to pick what you want from out here. Bring it in to your core. Yeah. Right? You have, you have 8,000 friends. And I'm not saying they're bad friends. But it's unrealistic to talk to that many people all the time. It's Maybe not. that's why your phone rings three times an hour, 24 hours a day. <laughs> Would it be nice if that stopped? No. 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 Yeah, you're that guy. No. I got to I gotta keep him going. Now, I, I do see, though, like people are in our age that as they're getting – like it's hard. You get in a grind. I, the one big one I see is like people get in a grind and they move out – and they're like a little bit out of town and they never hear from them because mm-hmm. they're fucking working all the time. Well, and then it's... when they're working, they're trying to relax and unwind. And it's like, I feel for them. You know what I mean? Because then they're like, man, I don't talk to any of my friends. It's like, we're still your friends. We're still here. You're just. You left. You're just busy. Yeah. You're just out there. It's okay. Like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It know? is totally okay and natural for people to just slowly move apart sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, and then nothing bad ever happens, and you still consider each other friends, but maybe you don't see each other like you used to. Yeah, exactly. But you got to be careful, because how many dudes in their 40s and your 50s do you know that have zero friends? None. No? Oh, no, I guess I do know a fair bit. You know a fair amount of, especially men. Women hold on to their friendships much better than we do. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Guys are bad for it. mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. Just the way it is. But you'll see guys who just have no friends. 
Their only friend is their wife, and how sad is that? Yeah. And like their wife's brother. I hope my uncle's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yeah, pretty much. He hangs out with my aunt and hangs out with my uncle. Her, her brother? Oh, I can't say his name. Her right brother? Now. Her brother-in-law. <laughs> it's her sister's husband. I mean, like, you really only need, like, four friends. Yeah, so I guess that's there's three. Yeah. And then there's... Like, a, if you got, like, four there's, kick-ass there's dudes. There's three of us kids, so, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, aside from fam. <laughs> like, yeah. You have, like, three good buddies. That's all you really need. Yeah. He's got he's got friends that he talks to. Like yeah. childhood friends that he still talks oh, to. Oh, I think my oldest friend is like maybe the tenth grade. Really? Yeah. He's got friends that he's got two that I know he still talks to from like from like grade school. Mm-hmm. That they're still buddies. Yeah. Like they don't see each other all the time, but they they'll like go golfing once a year. I'm sure I would if my parents didn't move as much. Yeah. I was like, my parents, I was moving cities like every two years. My oldest friends, I've got like three of them that I still talk to a fair bit. One of them, mm-hmm. Dwayne, we talk to. Dwayne? Yeah, Dwayne. Okay. Talk to on a regular. I've known Dwayne since like grade two. Do I know Dwayne? Yeah. Is this a fake name? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. I know Dwayne. Yeah, I've known him since grade two. Like, we... Why Dwayne for that fake name? I don't know. It's close enough. Sorta. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but he doesn't look like Dwayne to me. That's no, awesome. he doesn't. No, but so yeah, like I've known him and been friends with him since grade two consistently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like we're having a little therapy session about male friendships here. Yeah, we are. We are. I kind of like. Well, it. it came up. I was thinking about it because a, a friend of mine's having a wedding. Maybe what yeah. you should do is yeah, crash yes. this wedding. Well, no, here's what we're. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. No scheme. No scheme. Don't nope, scheme. We're scheming. Don't scheme. We're scheming. You're going to ruin this big get, day. No, we're going to get a bunch of reindeer. <laughs> All right, I'm back in. Okay. You pulled me back in. <laughs> we're going to get a bunch of reindeer. I, okay. We're going to get a bunch of reindeer. Yeah. Dress up as Santa. You off to be an elf. I'm sorry. Why am I coming? Because I don't know the guy. Yeah, but... How the I, how the fuck am I gonna wrangle all these reindeer? Well, he's gonna be like, oh look, all my friends came to crash my wedding, and that guy. No, it'll just be the two of us. No, but I I think this is a thing with guys, because I have so many friends that I I would consider them friends, and I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. Like one of my oldest friends, I haven't seen him in like, I think it's been like two years. Yeah. And I just haven't seen him. Yeah. Hmm. He fucking comes to town. I'm working. Or like... I've got a buddy like that. I see him like once, maybe twice a year. Oh, see. Like I just whenever seen it's him convenient. In, yeah, like two years. I've seen his wife like at least twice a year. Mm-hmm. But then him, I haven't seen him in a while. Damn. Yeah. It's it rough. happens. It's rough. It happens. I fuck it up. And I consider myself quite good with relationships. You have to be okay at letting certain aspects of relationships grow. Or go. You're growing as a person. I'm changing constantly. I refuse to grow as a person. You're changing constantly, and that's a good thing. As long as they're good changes. Wow. You know. It is. It's weird. It is weird. It's sad. It is what it is. It's sad. Aging and getting older makes me sad. Aging and nostalgia makes me sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. Some people look back and they're like happy with these memories, and I'm like, 
It makes me sad. I'm it like, makes me sad because I'm man. not there anymore. Yeah, I'm not there. But you know what, though? Like, it's better to have those memories than not at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, play, and you can look forward to making new memories. Yeah, new, that's true. Doing new cool shit. But, you know, it's better than not having those at all. You could have been a fucking loser for the last 10 years. Yeah. See, I this has been my problem. This is like, male mental health, by the way. It, this is. You could I, have been a fucking loser, but instead <laughs> you did some cool shit. I've so had, look back on it and be like, I did cool stuff. I've had this thing because I obviously have talked about weddings where I'm talking about my wedding. Mm. I don't know how how to invite people would you be utterly heartbroken if they're not there see everyone says that i'm utterly heartbroken all the time you are you're gonna have to <laughs> defer this right like how i have a lot of people that i know and then i feel compelled to invite them all to the wedding okay listen but then all, i think it's also like completely unrealistic to do that first of all like you should in my opinion you should have like 10 people at your wedding no i'm like, a like two, per I'm a person two, per person you have like 10 people i'm like a 200 person kind of guy really yeah if it was what's in the, the point of having them there though like are they there they're hanging out with you and the wife all the time no partying huh partying celebrating me yeah exactly but it's I, my day is, man i fucking if i see 10 people all the time then those are the 10 people i want to go mm -hmm. if a, if you don't see me all the time you're not going yeah i guess you know, your if, first like I'm a pain in the ass to stay in contact with. I'm sure you are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'm a pain in the ass. I texted you last night at nine thirty. You read it at four in the morning and didn't respond till ten today. So, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I'm like, saying. Like I'm I'm bad to stay in contact with. So if you if you're going out of your way to make an effort to see me, then I think you should be there. Your first mistake is you have no control over who's coming to this wedding. This bride's thing. Really? Yeah. 90% of it is It's just shit. broad shit. She gets final veto. She's 90%. You get like 10. Yeah, you get 10. You get to pick your suit, sort of. She gets final veto. Like, if you really want someone there and she's like, nope, then they're not coming. They're Sorry. Not going. That's just how it is. <laughs> there you this no, isn't your call. Because yeah. they're going to be... This is the thing. The whole planning of the wedding thing, you're going to be chilling. You're going to be si writing checks. And like, that's, that's not true. You're supposed to participate heavily. Well, yes, but you don't stress like they do. Yeah, they're they a, stress. They're, they're just fucking ah! for like a year. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. They end up at they and they get like, so stressed. They get to the wedding like fucking Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> well, they're stressed and they're like, you're like, oh yeah, I just saw my good buddy. I haven't seen him in three years. I invited him to the wedding, and she's already got the table setups done eight months in advance. Yeah. She's like, that, that can't happen. <laughs> Or else he's gonna have to sit with Aunt Edith and the dead one. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, just put him over there. I don't know, stick him at the singles table. <laughs> there is no singles table. <laughs> yeah, like, do you have? You, there's so much planning, man. There's, there's a lot so of planning. It's fun, though. Is it? Yeah. If you love your lady, it's fun. I, and I'm assuming you love your lady. Yeah, I do, but it doesn't inspire funness in my brain. No. No. You're, you're not an organizer. I'm not an organizer. You're not a planner. No, I think it'll be fun executing the wedding. Execution is different than planning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, you I'm going to have you a would go be that happy we execute if there was the like wedding. folding tables there, no seating chart. You're just like, grab a seat. Everybody sit down. Everyone <laughs> sit down. Find a spot. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have extra chairs? This guy. This guy. Did someone prepare a speech? I didn't. Yeah. 
I'll wing it. <laughs> I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> Josh, grab me a beer. <laughs> you had seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I'm at good speech spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the fucking pocket. Yeah. Right where I'm funny. There's no stutter. But before I start crying. Oh, it's brutal. I hate giving speeches. Uh, really? I love giving speeches. Yeah. You give them for work now, which is hilarious. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like... Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The last time I heard you give a speech at work, you came in like I was like, he's he's doing this, and and like I could see in your brain, you were like, okay, clear, concise. You're making an announcement. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh hey, John, we're in a quiet, small room. You're, I would like to address everyone today. <laughs> uh. You damn straight you are. <laughs> you know what, though? I'll give myself a little credit. I'll suck my own dick here. When I was in college, we had to give presentations on every project we ever did. We had to present it to the entire, like, group. Yeah. Every single time. And there's always these fucking weirdos that are like, I can't actually stand up in front of the class and present. And the professors would be like, all right. Like, you could, you'll just lose 7% of your grade or whatever. What? And just not. And I was like, bro. 7% you, is not enough. That's not enough. It should be like 30. Yeah. For no, what? What's your excuse? I can't present? Yeah, I'm anxious about it. I'm anxious all the time. I'm anxious. Drink. Life is anxiety, bro. <laughs> you Have a fucking beer and get up there. You can't survive in a career without being able to speak to people. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? How are you fuck? supposed to be in charge of anything? Dude, if how you do you think I got through school for marketing? Yeah, well, marketing's all bullshit. Yeah, it's all bullshit. You're just bu- it's just bullshitters you know bullshitting presentations bullshitters. I've done half in the bag. That was my thing. I yeah. would take two shots before every presentation because I'm Let's in the go. fucking pocket. I'm in the pocket. Like I'm telling you, I'm in the zone. I'm so yeah. good. I'm, I got hand signs. I'm pointing at people. I'm like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. And then keep going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, me and, me and my buddy, I'll say Brian. Okay. I'm not going to shout him out. He does listen to this too. We, we would do presentations. The one time we did a presentation... Oh, the rest of the class like shows up in normal shirts and shit. Mm-hmm. We showed up suited up. Immediately, people listen if you're in a yeah. suit. We're suited up, show up, do the prep. We had like four four beers each beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then we just do, to loosen up. We roll in and we're like walking around the class giving high fives, like, let's go, getting pumped up for a marketing presentation. And like we're you're like a fucking college quarterback dude, running on the field, dead like, bah, 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 bah. and we're getting everyone engaged, and it was sick. We delivered a fucking phenomenal sixty-five percent. <laughs> no, our teacher was like, "Wow, great job, guys! You seriously killed it!" Like the project itself was done really well. It was like business Just throw assessment. up in a garbage can. He. As the class leaves, he's like, yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys you did a phenomenal job today. You scored very high. We got like 90 some odd percent on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, ideally last beer before the presentation. <laughs> oh, they know. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Two beers. But he was like, he was like, fair enough. You'll do well in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once we had to take a, we had to take like a test, but it was on a computer, but we all had to go into like a lab yeah. to take the test. And I was like, we should have a couple beers for confidence before this thing at the bar at the school. Yeah. Ended up having like seven. Oh, boy. And like me and the four other people that did this roll up, they're tanked. I'm riding the line, but they're tanked. Right? We show up. I get like a 95 on this fucking thing. Everyone else in the 30s. What? Like just bombed it. 
Yeah, see, that's the problem. They're like, because they finish before me because they're just flying through it because they want to get out of there. And they like, boom, and it's like, grade. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this isn't good. And I click it, and it's like 86 or like 92 or something like that. I got an A, and I was like, so. <laughs> we done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Dude, you got to fucking. Uh, it's It always freaks me out. It always freaks me out when you're like that. Because you'll be like, well, why don't I do this all the time? And then you're like, that's how I become an alcoholic. Yeah, it's like, turns out this uh, magical charisma drug that I'm taking is making me more charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just destroying my inhibitions. I love it. Yeah, because your inhibitions, it's a, maybe it's a mark of greatness. Maybe. Because our inhibitions are what's really All the greats were alcoholics. Back. Winston Churchill, Mahatma Gandhi, Muhammad Ali. Was Gandhi? No. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali also wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. He was a devout Muslim. No, it was just Churchill. Churchill. Pretty sure Stalin. Stalin. Hitler was on the amphetamines. Oh, yeah, he was a big amphetamine guy, right? Yeah. Well, everyone was on amphetamines back then because we didn't know what they were. Which, everyone just woke up and took speed? Yeah, they they put it in chocolate in Germany. What? Yeah, it was like a ration for troops, and then people were also taking it to work long days in factories. They were like, they called it like Panzer chocolate or something like that. And they'd be like, there you go. And they'd be like, I can work all day. <laughs> that's why uh, That's why Germany took over Poland so fast, because they would just keep moving at night. When normally, like, people everyone would, like, set up sleep. camps and go to sleep, they'd just keep going for, like, three days at a time. And the Polish people were like, well, they don't stop. <laughs> the fuck? You know what's crazy? That's The U.S. gives their uh, gives their soldiers amphetamines to mm-hmm. keep them awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like pretty common. It's really common in China for uh, like Have you seen what work. they're doing with fucking AI and shit in school? What do you mean? I just saw a little video. I know now we sound like Joe Rogan because I, I heard he also saw a video. Yeah. Fucking anyway. I'm going to say it anyway. All right, say it, it anyway. Fuck it. Um, Jamie, pull that up. He, uh, so it was this like little presentation about AI in school. There's a band that they put on and the band measures, uh, concentration and like heart rate, wellness, all this different stuff Mm -hmm. and like measures this in students and they put them on little kids and it measures their brainwave and te- feeds back all this information to the teachers so they can like adjust fucking nutrient intake and stuff for the kids to make sure that they're like progressing properly. That doesn't sound awful. It doesn't sound that awful. That sounds like a good use for AI. Yeah, it is. Because the way this AI thing's going to go is it's going to dramatically improve society. Yeah. Because we're going to take a lot of work that doesn't really need to be done. Yeah. Have it done by computer power, and then those people that were doing those jobs can do more meaningful work, or yeah. everyone can just work less. I'm going to be honest. I think, and I'm going to catch... Or it's going to be awful, and we're just going to get advertised to I'm going to get so much flack for this, yeah. but I, a big thing that's going to happen... We got time. We got, we got time. Yeah, we got time. A big thing I think that's going to happen is going to be that um, that jobs like mining are no longer going to exist. Those people are going to do have to do more meaningful jobs mm-hmm. because it's going to be like, well, we can send fucking robots down into a mine. You know what I mean? To yeah, mine that's, you stuff. know, possibly if it collapses if on it a robot collapses, and nobody dies. Yeah, no one dies and we have to... I think there's going to be a lot of like desk analyst jobs and stuff too. Data analysts? Data yeah. analysts, data Dude, the fact that data, data analytics like 
is one of the largest employment opportunities in the FBI. Mm. Like, really? Why do we pay? And we pay those people like fucking 300 so grand instead a year. get 10% of those people have those people look over what the AI yeah, analyzes watch over what stuff is yeah you know and then there's just I think there's a lot it frees up for like a lot of labor force there's a book that's like it's debated on how correct it is I think it's called bullshit jobs okay or something like that but there are quite a bit of jobs that are just filling seats yeah. You know what I mean? Which is crazy to us because we work in a very thin margined, uh, like, industries. Yeah. Right? Where the margins are th- so thin and the whole time you have to be as efficient as possible. Where there's just certain companies that make money hand over fist and they're just, just filling offices. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just like use banks ro- and robots shit. to do most of the important stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing that I am concerned about, and, like, this is... I. Again, maybe I'm catching flack here, but I think there's going to be a bunch of jobs that they're going to take away, like call center shit. Yeah, that. Like that you, could go. You you can replace that with like a very good AI right now. You, mm-hmm. you we've already been replacing it with shitty machines. Yeah. So what if the machine was just was good? like better? Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, what do all those people do for employment? Because the reality is there are a lot of people in our world that are just not smart enough. Mm -hmm. They're just not smart enough to go do some super meaningful job. Well, then I think people work less. You know what I mean? I think maybe... But but how do you get that wealth distribution so that people can work? UBIs. University facial income? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we get to a point where like AI is taking a bunch of these jobs and the work is still being done. But the done. problem is the problem is these profits these, still being generated. The companies that are super profitable aren't giving those up. They're going to be like, "No, we figured out how to be more profitable." Well, yeah. It's our return on investment. It own, we own this money. And it's going to be like, "Yeah, but society as a whole needs to come together to understand that mankind no longer has to exist in the same profit generation." Yeah, well, there's like, like the idea of profit generation. I think there's going to have to be a tipping point where it's going to go from like we're automating stuff and now things are like really capable, and then it'll go into okay, we're just going to have to accept that certain people don't work. Mm-hmm. Like, but that, that doesn't mean that they dumb. should die. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, you I think, still have to I think there's just them. a difference on how some people view money, right? Some people view money as a resource to hoard, yeah. and some people view money as a way to get things done because money yeah. should be liquid and constantly moving through the economy so that work gets done. That's the point of it. So I heard, I, I think I can say this. My father. Something to end on here. My father asked me something once, um, and I will say he's quite wealthy mm-hmm. and very good with money and i was like i, I want to have money like i want to end up being affluent by the end of my life and he made the point that he's like what do you want it for mm-hmm. and i was like to look at it to have yeah, the big it was like number. to have money and he was like no that's not what money is don't look at it like that he's like money's just a tool mm-hmm. so like what do you want to do with your money you want to do something good? Okay, well then focus on doing that thing. You'll get money towards it. Yeah. Like don't look for the collection of money itself. Mm-hmm. Look for the goal you want to accomplish and work towards that goal. We're talking to you now. Yeah. We're talking to it's you. It's true. Yeah. And that's how you should live your life. Because hoarding money does nothing for anybody. No. And Just if, ego. It's just ego. Look at the douchebags. Like 
I'm going to shout out and say not Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, despite them probably being douchey. They're hoarding money, but they do a lot with their money. It's a lot different than uh, fucking Kevin, whatever his name is, the big Canadian billionaire. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know the guy. Or Kevin O'Leary? Yeah. That dude's a billionaire. What does he, he do? He also, like, him and his wife, like, killed a guy like, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, what does he what does he do with his money? Nothing. He Nothing. hoards it. He hoards it. He hoards sits it. Sits on it like a it. dragon. Yeah. So does honestly, so does Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. Mark Cuban what bought the Dallas Mavericks? Well, that's, no, he's got that cool. pharma- pharmaceutical company. Does he? That sells at cost. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah. You know what? That's something good to do. With I your wish money. that came to Canada. That'd be really yeah. Nice. That's what I'm saying though. Like if you're if you're hoarding a lot of money so that you can have power and influence to do things, mm-hmm. sure. But when you're just being a guy who's rich. And you just want to look at the big number You just all the want time. to be like, I'm rich as fuck. Like, you're not doing anything. There's no purpose to your life. Mm-hmm. You're a purposeless Find creature. your purpose in your life. Find your purpose. Find your purpose and the money will come. Yeah. It's been a good one. It's some male mental health. One. We've had some economics. Yeah. We laughed at people. Yeah. It's talked good. about friendships. It's a good one. This is one to grow on. This is. The reasonable doubt evolving. Evolving. As, and as always, stay, stay reasonable. reasonable. Keep, Keep doubting. doubting. We love you. Podcast. If you guys like funny, hilarious, goofy, goober, silly boys podcast, that is the place to find yourself. That was a good-